Hello and welcome to Socialism, the weekly Marxist analysis podcast from the Socialist Party. In January, 13,000 council workers in Glasgow, mainly low-paid women, won a settlement on an equal pay claim that had been ongoing for more than a decade. The deal was valued at an estimated £500 million. This huge victory is rich in lessons for the rest of the workers' movement, so we're discussing some of the detail today. Apologies for a few sound issues in this episode. Over to Sarah Rack. Okay, I'm here today with Philip Stott, who is the National Secretary of Socialist Party Scotland, the sister party um, of the Socialist Party in England and Wales. Hi, Philip. Hi, Sarah. Um, And we're going to be talking today particularly about the very inspirational victory that was won by council workers in Glasgow uh, that people might have followed in the pages of The Socialist um, in either England and Wales or Scotland. (laughs) Uh, So do you want to start off, Philip, by telling us what was was that dispute about? Well, in 2007, uh, the Glasgow City Council introduced a, a pay scheme that was deeply, deeply unequal for mainly women who were concentrated in the home care, catering, cleaning sectors of the of the city council. Um, and from 2007 onwards, in other words, for the best part of 12 years, then primarily working class women, um, thousands of them have been unequally paid by this reprehensible pay scheme. And the dispute that then developed uh, flowed from the unequal position that the, the women in Glasgow uh, faced. And so, as I said, the strike was successful, and that's something that we like to champion whenever mm. that happens. Why do you think it was that that was, you know, what, what, what um, approach was adopted in the strike that you think made it particularly successful? Well, I think, first of all, the key turning point in the victory, because this battle has been going on for, for 12 years, and a lot of it focused on the legal aspect. So, thousands of women signed up to lawyers who then took cases to court to try and achieve uh, pay justice. But the key factor as to why this was delivered as quickly as it was in the end was the strike action. Mm. It was the fact that um, 8,500 uh, workers took a 40-hour strike uh, on the 23rd and 24th of October mm. last year, uh, brought the city to a halt, shut down the schools, shut down public services in terms of the council, up to 10,000 marching through the city with the red flags flying of the trade unions, of the, you know, the, the enormous potential power of the working class the services they provide and so on. And that was the turning point. The SNP Council um, were then forced to rapidly speed up the delivery of an equal pay system, uh, which resulted in £500 million going to um, the workers for back pay that they were due, uh, unequal pay. Uh, And now also negotiations going forward about introducing an equality-proofed pay scheme. So following it kind of on social media and stuff, you know, it it was very inspirational to see all the pictures Mm. looked really um, vibrant in the city on the day. Can you maybe give us a bit of a taste of what it was like in Glasgow at that time? Well, being there on the day, the first day of the strike on the 23rd of October, it was um, inspiring. We described it, I remember putting a a tweet out on, on, on Twitter and on social media, uh, describing it, this is not a strike, this is an uprising. It had all of the enormous uh, dynamism, as you expect from a workers' movement, where working people feel their confidence growing, that they feel they have power, uh, and they were able to utilise that working-class power to to achieve change. It was obviously a strike that involved primarily women as well, so it gave it a certain dynamic. You know, all the oppression that working-class women face, 
um, particularly in terms of their, their employment status, as women generally was brought out into an enormously colourful, enthusiastic, angry, determined uh, march and, de and demonstration. Um, the On the day of the strike it's, itself, we also saw the development of um, illegal strike action, where you had um, the cleansing workers, the refuge workers who do the bins in Glasgow, who are mainly male workers. But they had picket lines outside their workplaces because within those workplaces there were women who were doing catering and cleaning and so on. So you had GMB and Unison picket lines there. And the workers refused to cross the picket lines. Um, and they took action as well, which was, I think, very significant. And So you really had an element of um, a very significant uh, struggle taking place on, on those two days, but it was enormously a uh, powerful thing to see. Um, and it was quite inspiring, actually. And also worth noting as well that the action that they were taking was against um, political leaders of the council and the chief executive of the council who are women, who are female. And the SNP leader of the council who says she's a feminist but was implementing and standing against the, the, the movement of the women, attacking the trade unions for taking strike action and the chief executive of the, of the council as well. So there was a real feeling that, yeah, we want justice and we want it now. And members of Socialist Party Scotland played a, a leading part in this dispute, didn't they? How did that kind of how did that come about? Well, of the eight and a half thousand workers who took strike last October, uh, just under five thousand were organised by Glasgow City Unison, uh, which is a trade union that's had a socialist leadership going back um, years and, in fact, a couple of decades. Um, and we Socialist Party Scotland members play a leading role within that 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 union as shop stewards, the branch secretary, con convener of social work, and so on who are all Socialist Party Scotland supporters and members. Um, and we were able to, obviously, over many, many years, um, we have organised countless strikes against this unequal pay scheme, what was called single status, back in 2007. And this was just one of those other, other strikes that, that were being, being organised, albeit the biggest and most high, high-profile one in terms of the victory that was won by working-class women primarily. So in that sense, um, a socialist leadership, you know, goes to um, the, the the strikers involved, the, the trade union members, to say, do you want to take action? Are you prepared to take action? We'll support you 100% in your, in your battle to give people confidence because very often, if you're not a socialist in the trade unions, if it's a right-wing leadership of the unions, they act as a block to action. In Glasgow City Council, the culture is different. There's a culture of being prepared. If the workers want to act, they have the support of the, of the union and that's what we, we were able to bring uh, to that situation. After having said that, I think another key feature of the strike was the number of women who stepped up as shop stewards, who became organisers, who became spokespeople for the campaign, who did all the public meetings, who spoke at the strike rallies, uh, and the strength of the union has increased enormously as a result of this action, in terms of the numbers who joined the union, but also the numbers who became active and became reps and, and shop stewards as well. So you mentioned that the council is uh, SNP run council. What did the dispute reveal about the SNP? Well, it's probably worth uh, emphasising that the, equal, the unequal pay scheme uh, introduced 12 years previously was by a Labour council, mm. a right-wing Blairite Labour council, uh, who refused um, to give any concessions to the demands of the, of the uh, equal pay strikers and, the de and their just demands. Um, and in the election two years ago, the Labour Council were removed and replaced by an SNP council. And the SNP had pledged in their manifesto to deal with the question of equal pay, uh, to resolve it and to give you know, compensation. Um, the problem was when they got to power, which usually happens with the SNP, is they didn't deliver. And the, primarily the women themselves felt 
we can't wait any longer. They waited six months, 12 months, uh, and so on, and then it was, we've had enough. And they decided to take a ballot for industrial action. That was won overwhelmingly in, in favour of action. And then the leaders of the SNP council significantly came out and started attacking the women for not knowing why they were going on strike. In other words, you don't understand why you're taking action. Very patronising approach for the politicians to take in Glasgow. But it just angered the women even more. And we saw that as a result of the, of the, of the strike action was absolutely overwhelming, absolutely solid. And it forced the politicians in Glasgow to act. So we know that the SNP really are, they have an anti-trade union approach when they are faced with, with movements of workers. And it's why we need, and what Sources Party Scotland promote, is the idea of a working class party to really, really represent working class people. Um, and unfortunately, the history of Labour in Glasgow has been the right-wing Blairite kind, not the Corbyn kind. Um, so therefore, it means that there is a, an issue there. So, well, on that then, because um, as you said, it was the, the Labour Council that introduced it mm. initially. Uh, what has, has been the role of um, Labour, presumably in opposition now, mm. uh, in, during this dispute? Now? Well, I mean, they've, they're so tainted by the history of unequal pay in Glasgow that their refusal to, um, to stand beside um, the, the equal pay movement is that they find it very difficult to say much at all. They give the impression that they're in favour of, uh, of of the action, but in reality, they have sat on their hands. And because they're so responsible for what happened in Glasgow, they have generally kept their heads down. Labour politicians in other parts of Scotland have been, you know, saying this was you know a fantastic victory, etc., etc. Particularly those on the left in the campaign for socialism, or, or uh, the, those who support Corbyn, or the Labour leader Richard Leonard in Scotland. But in general, they're happy to criticise uh, an SNP-led council and support workers in an SNP council, but they're completely silent when workers take strike action against the Labour Council. It's those double standards. For example, I think in Birmingham, you have had movements around the question of equal pay and privatisation and the bin workers and things of that character. It's a Labour-run council. So you have you know politicians, including, unfortunately, Jeremy Corbyn, who says, well done to the equal pay strikers in, in, in Glasgow who take an action against an SNP council, but tend to be very quiet when it comes to the role of right-wing Labour councils. Mm. Um, and I understand now there's been another significant victory, um, this time for teachers who've been taking uh, action on pay. Do you think that the two things are related and what does it kind of say about um, workers' struggle going forward in Scotland? That's a really good question because you had um, the equal pay strike on the 23rd and 24th of October last year. Four days later, you had the biggest march of teachers in, in the history uh, of, uh, of Scottish education. So 30,000 members of the EIS, which is the main teachers union in Scotland, took uh, part in a massive demonstration demanding a 10% pay rise. Um, and they then balloted for strike action. The Scottish government, again led by the SNP, refused to give enough concessions to, to their demand. And they mobilised then for strike action. And just on the eve of going for an industrial action ballot, the Scottish government and the employers came back with a deal that effectively means a 13.5% pay rise over three years for Scottish teachers, which is the highest public sector pay deal um, in Scotland for you know probably a decade or, or more. Um, and I certainly know compared to teachers in England, I'm no doubt that they're not even getting anywhere near those figures in terms of pay rises. But again, the significance for us as socialists is that when workers take action or even threaten to take mass industrial action, it's possible to win uh, concessions from, from the employer. So undoubtedly between the equal pay strike on the one hand 
the victory of the Scottish teachers on, on the other hand in terms of pay and other battles that are taking place now up and down the country where cuts budgets have been implemented across the board in councils uh, across Scotland, that is the lesson, is, is that organise, organise for industrial action, be prepared to take action and link those struggles together. Uh, and the ballots that are taking place just now in the North Sea, among oil workers, among local government workers across Scotland, and other groups of workers who are now taking action, that is the way forward in terms of building a mass industrial trade union movement linked to socialist policies that can get rid of the, the, the cuts-making politicians. Absolutely, and we'll be following all of those disputes enthusiastically. Thanks for joining us, Philip. Thanks, Sarah. Reports of this kind of worker struggle are normally either played down or demonised in the capitalist press. That's why the Socialist newspaper is so important. You can subscribe today at socialistparty.org.uk forward slash subscribe. You can find reports from the events Philip spoke about and more in the episode notes at socialistparty.org.uk forward slash podcast. And don't forget to click subscribe and leave us a five-star review in your podcast app.